We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn along with Jonathan Sutton. And today we're going to talk to a local music writer. Actually, he's written about all kinds of pop culture. And you may remember him from his days at the Cap Times and the Wisconsin State Journal. Tom Alicia is joining us. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Now, you wrote a book. It's called. He's written a book? He has. Okay. Well, not really. He compiled a book. He wrote the original things that are in the book, but. Anyway, then Garth became Elvis, a country music writer's journey with the stars, 1985 to 2010. So uh, what's the deal with this book? You just uh, decided to make use of some old interviews? You know, I was going through a lot of old clips, and uh, this was a few years ago, and I decided to put together just a website uh, because right now I am a, a teaching assistant. I have been for several years, a teaching assistant in English classes in middle school. And I would say something like, you know, somehow Ozzy Osbourne would be brought up. Don't ask me how Ozzy Osbourne would be brought up in a middle school, but somehow his name would come up. And I, I feel like you would be the that. one who brings it up. Like the kids are just trying to learn and there you are. Bring- anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. The, and, and, and I'd say, well, I interviewed uh, Ozzy Osbourne and, and somebody would be like, what? Really? You know, and then I, and then it would take me, you know, 20 minutes to find the article somewhere online, you know, and I thought, well, let me put this together. Let me put some of the interviews that I have done on there. And then putting it together, one of the things I realized immediately was, uh, how much country music I had interviewed and how I had interviewed pretty much everybody, uh, in country music in terms of especially of uh, a major status uh, between 1985 and 2010. Uh, and it kept going. And I thought there's something here. It was, I was reading a novel and the acts that were coming in and the shows that I had seen, I, I realized I had captured pretty much everybody. Uh, I looked, you know, to see it had somebody written anything on, uh, what is essentially contemporary music at that time and uh, contemporary country music. And there were very few uh, books. Uh, and I thought, I, I think I've got something here. I've got, there are enough people. I've got the right people. And I went through a lot of it and, and it pieced together nicely. So were you, and I'm just trying to picture you going through it. Like, were you heading over to the library and looking through the microfiche? I was like saying <laughs> no, that. But I do you have them no, all? I have it. Every I collected every article I had, uh, the print copy. I literally had a closet full of just uh, thousands. I'm not kidding, thousands of uh, newspaper articles from over the years of, that I had written. Um, and then I also uh, just went back and, and and tried to remember everything. I went through some of the online sites uh, to look through the archives of. Uh, the state journal and other papers I had worked at. 
and pieced it all together. When it finally came down, I had probably, oh, three or four hundred different possibilities of things that I could have put in the book. And I literally at one point then just printed out everything, clipped, cut then little sheets of paper for each piece and covered a floor full of it. Okay, wait, uh, let's back up for a second, if we can. We're talking to Tom Alicia. The name of the book again, Kitty? Then Garth Became Elvis, A Country Music Writer's Journey with the Stars. So when you were saying you kept all the newspaper clippings, were, that sounds like a fire hazard to me. What, <laughs> oh, absolutely. What, were, were they, they organized? In folders and things? Yeah, or like in a no, scrapbook? You know what? It, was, it was a pile. It was a pile. Uh, and you know, I mean, they were in boxes in most parts, but we're talking big boxes and often it overflowed. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure if, if somebody had tossed the match, <laughs> yes, yes, it, it would have been a fire hazard. But so did, were you cl- cleaning out? I mean, going through that yeah, seems. Now there was also, there was, there was, uh, widowing through some of the, there were certain many, many stories that I did not need a, uh, print copy of. But were there uh, any yeah, that you saw and you that. were there any that you saw and you didn't remember doing the interview at all? Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> my gosh, there was <laughs> an awful lot of them. Uh, you know, I mean, there are certain acts, and that goes with country, but you know, that goes with some other uh, acts too. I had no idea that I had interviewed, uh, and, and this is a blues act, uh, uh, Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Now, he played at a Madison all the time, and I had no idea that I had interviewed him, and I had no idea he had a huge country connection to it, uh, to his career, uh, that he had played on different albums of country. Uh, he had done some of the country music himself, and that ended up to land in the book. He was just a, a great interview, and I have no recollection of that. <laughs> so, uh, just as you'll forget this one. Yeah. So, did you really scatter out all this stuff on the floor, or are you joking? Yes, that, that is absolutely true. I mean, that was the only way. It, it became so frustrating because I was cutting and pasting, and I'm looking on a screen, and I'm trying to piece together, how can I do this? And I did it with you know, I, I started to form a file of people just talking about their big, big hits. I mean, that ranges everything from Lee Greenwood talking about, you know, I'm proud to be American uh, and his major, you know, patriotic song to uh, uh, some of the other country hits that were major, major hits. Uh, then there was some other ones just talking about being in concert, other people with just really talking about hardships and how they made it. Uh, there were some, and then the, the core of it came down to realizing how much I had had of, of Garth Brooks. He sort of <laughs> forms the center of the book. Uh, I had seen Garth Brooks before he was, he was, you know, Garth Brooks, you know, I mean, before he had become this sort of iconic figure in country music, uh, in, uh, farm aid, it was either the third or fourth farm aid in Indianapolis, 1990. Uh, I was looking, I was covering it for a news service. I was working in Springfield, Illinois. And I was looking around at backstage for somebody to interview. And here's this husky country singer who had just gotten off the stage and, you know, wide-eyed. And nobody else was talking to him. I went up to him and I just, uh, you know, introduced who I was and just wanted to get a perspective from one of the, 
minor acts that was on the bill. Uh, you know, Guns N' Roses was going on just a few times after him, or, you know, a few spots after him. And uh, I ended up talking with him for about 15 minutes, and then uh, I had interviewed him uh, a couple times after that uh, over the next six years of that time. And, and uh, a little-known fact, Tom Alicia and Garth Brooks have remained close ever since, <laughs> and you FaceTime him no, regularly, you know right? What? Contrary to that, you know, uh, boy, he was a lot easier to get in touch with in the early 90s. <laughs> because you would think, you would think with a book with his name in it would, would, would somehow get me in the door. And Garth right now online on his social media has, uh, has almost 5 million followers. And uh, I thought if I could get a little piece of that, maybe Garth holding the book up, I've tried about everything to get him a copy and uh no you can you cannot reach girth now he Sorry. is uh uh at the time i interviewed him he was not second to the beatles in terms of number of albums sold mm-hmm. but now he is second to the beatles wow. in number of albums yeah. sold so you know he's become a little more popular i think than, so we're walking through how you made the book. You put everything out on the floor. So then was there an area of the Alicia household where you were like, don't go down there. There's <laughs> clips everywhere. Like what? No, Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the door was shut. So no dogs were going to walk around. We have two dogs. So they were not going to walk around on my uh, little pop. You got to understand, too, these were these are uh, the, the book is filled with with tidbits and it's uh you know they're they're not very long they're maybe a paragraph long in some cases it would fill up a whole page uh so it's not really big ones but i everything was scattered then in little sheets and then by doing that it really did make a difference that i realized that i had uh you know i'm reading this this one of them and it's, it's from winona judd and that was one of them that that launched the whole project and i realized wow she was just so honest and so uh sincere during the interview so open that uh i realized uh you know that i had that i i don't know if country acts were more than than rock acts i think country acts did more interviews were more open at that time uh to talk certainly just to sell tickets uh simply to sell tickets uh that they were so it it came out that way. There's also a, it also broadened too. I mean, you know, how to define country music was very difficult because I included a alt country, I included Americana. So in the book, you have John Hyatt, who very much his career uh, was was boosted by the fact that several country artists covered a few of his songs and had very big country hits with them. Uh, Les Paul, Allison Krauss, Nickel Creek, Steve Earle, Nico Case. I've included all of them. Um, you even interviewed had... Boxcar Willie. Boxcar Willie, yes. <laughs> Gotta love Boxcar Willie. Boxcar Willie is the, uh, uh, what I love about Boxcar Willie most, <laughs> and I suppose there isn't a lot, but there is some. I, I think what really jumped out of me about Boxcar Willie was that he, he claims that God never, never made an ugly train. So, I didn't know. Was God, does God make the trains? I God, didn't know that. Boxcar. <laughs> 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 now, people understand Boxcar Willie at one time, he did. 
he was able to sell three million country albums by uh, a TV commercial. You know, I mean, he was he was one of the first to really jump on. You know, buy a lot of TV time, and uh, people responded. I, it seems so bizarre now to think of somebody uh, promoting themselves that way, but uh, Boxcar did. There's also a U2 story in here. Now this is this is true from 1987. I was at the uh, the Hoosier Dome. I went to Indiana University, so this was during while I was in college, and it was U2 had sold out the the Hoosier Dome, and the opening acts were uh, Los Lobos and the Bodines, and the Bodines played, and it was they were terrific, and Los Lobos though was not there. Los Lobos was having trouble getting to the uh, Dome Stadium. And it had gone on pretty long. Uh, so out came uh, four guys just with long hair that said that they would play country music, and they called themselves the Dalt Brothers. And even with all the cameras on them, it was, and they played three songs, and the crowd was, crowd started the boo by the second or third song. I mean, it was just not the right thing, but it, of course, it turned out to be you two themselves. It was they had put on wigs and they had <laughs> costumes and everything, and they played three country songs and they called themselves the Dalt Brothers and introduced themselves and with different names. And um, nobody in the crowd, a few people I think towards the front recognized them, but they were dressed up well enough. You know, and then Los Lobos came on shortly after that. But they went on stage, and they'd only done it two or three times. Uh, and the hardest thing in the book was finding a photo of Bono as the uh, with the full wig and the cowboy hat on, and even studs on a jacket and everything. Um, but I got, I got <laughs> one. There was something on YouTube we were able to take a screenshot of. And, and by the way, Bono's attorneys are on the other line. <laughs> So. Anyway, where do hey, we get the book? Please, where do we get the book, Tom? Me. I could use the publicity. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be great. We're talking with Tom Alicia. The book is called Then Garth Became Elvis. Uh, this would be a good book, I think, to have in the bathroom and read in short little trips to the bathroom. It would be I, entertaining. You know, can, I, can I quote you on that? And, yes. And maybe put that in, in the second edition in terms mm-hmm. of one of the... Uh, the accolades. Yes, but don't use her picture or she'll sue you. So if people want to get the book, what's the best way to do it? Uh, Amazon.com has been sensational. I mean, in terms of a quick um, release of the the book and getting it there. I've heard they get things to people quickly. Okay. (laughs) You know, I wasn't a big Amazon fan and I sure have become one. Uh, But at the same time, they're also... uh, copies available at uh, Leopold's Books in Madison and also uh, uh, the Book Bio in Madison. So, awesome. Okay, those are good places to go as well. Tom, Alicia, good to hear your voice. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Thank you. For Weekend Perspective, along with Jonathan Sutton, I'm Kitty Dunn. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.